Hi, Joelle and Jeff. I just wanted to thank you. Just a few tweaks on my training routine, a little bit more discipline and follow through and a lot more reps. And my dog is finally starting to get it. Mm. I had done the whole basic training thing. I just hadn't been holding him accountable and was getting increasingly frustrated. Mm -hmm. We're doing this in a much healthier way and it's helping me to hold myself accountable mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I still have a long way to go, but I can see progress. Thank you. You're welcome. I think, you know, one, one of the things that folks, I just, I, I do a bunch of online consults a day with people around the world. Um, I've always done them. COVID has made it dramatically in, in, in increase. But I think the number one thing people are, are not doing unfortunately is literally taking advantage of their own home as a their own little mini training center mm -hmm. and we're not talking about hours and hours and hours a day of training no. we're talking about like right now wes is which is joelle's dog is lying on the floor um in front of us but if it was up to him he might be walking around or demanding pets from her or, 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 or anything else, but it's like, that's not what we're doing a podcast right now. We're doing a podcast. And that's where so many folks are. Once they know the basics is a conversation I had with an owner today online through a consult was, you know, once your dog knows the basics, you need to start holding your dog accountable for doing those things. So for instance, if your dog knows a downstay and you say down, but then you open up the door so I've got to go out and get firewood for um, the fireplace here. So say I opened up the side door to get firewood and the dog bolted out from a down. Well, not only did they break down, but they bolted out the door. And both of those things are very incorrect. So there's two training opportunities that you had there. So knocking on the door, making kissy noises, but it's called proofing, like doing all these things that would normally make your dog break but you didn't tell your dog to break command. So utilize your house as a training center by just holding your dog more accountable and stop letting your dog getting away with breaking known commands or even worse, just people are not asking their dogs to do anything. No, And then they will go outside and they want their dogs to be perfect. It's like, well, you haven't set, number one, you haven't practiced it enough, but also you haven't put that mentality into your dog that it actually has to listen to you. I mean, that's a big thing. Like your dog is like, I never listened to you. Why would I listen to you now? You let me bark out the front window. Why can't I bark when I'm on a leash? You let me, you, you let me jump on guests. Why can't I try to jump on people when I meet them on the street? Like, yeah. you know, so I think those mixed messages are, are really, really um, important not to be doing. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey guys, how are you? It's Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training and the wonderful Joelle. And we're here for the What Would Jeff Do podcast. It's a Q&A podcast. We try to do at least once a week. We try to stick to the same date, same time, but you never know. It all depends on where we are, what what we're doing, what's happening, but it's a Q&A show where you can ask your questions. And unfortunately, we can't give you a really, really long answer. Um, we're going to give you an answer though. And we've got a lot of videos out there. Also, we just launched yesterday our pre-launch for our, um, we'll mention this a couple of times. Um, and we'll put the link up a couple of times for our resource guarding video. Um, if you're not familiar with um, Solid Canine Training Academy, um, Joel's going to put up the link right now. It's academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Right now, this will make the third video we're putting up in the year 2022. Video series. There's going to be a lot of... There's multiple videos to each thing. A lot of videos um, up there pretty much answering all your questions. I think once you buy the video and you own the video, you can keep referring back to it. And a lot of these videos are going to be geared towards empowering owners and taking back your life. So many people are struggling and we, we feel really strongly that we can help the most amount of people by doing it this way in this format. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be spending a lot of 2022 focusing on this information that we can put up because it does take time. Like the green, to graduate course that Joelle put up there, which takes a dog that didn't even know its name to an off leash trained dog in less than two weeks. I mean, that was a hundred hours of work at least. Um, 
So uh, I'm just really, really happy that we're going to be able to do so much. <laughs> Angelo. <laughs> He's just back there <laughs> popping his head. <laughs> Why don't you just come right into the main? You might as well just. <laughs> I'm eating a snack, so I can't. Do you know you're on camera, though? He's eating a snack. He's, he's eating a snack and he doesn't want to get yelled at for being too close to the couch. You can turn the heat down a little now. I'm like roasting in here. Can you turn that down a little? The second I turn it down, you're going to okay. turn into a nice pop. Here we go. Let's go to the questions. Oh, all right, Lily. Hi, I have a five-month-old Marama Valley Bulldog mix and he is aggressive on leash. He tries to bite people and dogs and he bit my niece in the face. What would you recommend I do? Well, I'd recommend that you actually do a one-on-one counsel with me and not jump onto a free podcast. Um, you can listen to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. But, you know, when you've got a dog that's aggressive and biting humans in the face, that's an intense rehab process. That's intense. So you need to speak to somebody in person that has a lot of expertise stopping aggression. They have to be able to give you a reasonable level of expectation. You also have to have lots of human training. And then you have to have family training. Like, I don't know what your 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 um, niece. niece was doing. Um, I'm not saying it's her fault, but if she was hugging the dog or trying to pet the dog when it was eating or, or just doing something invasive, um, a lot of people don't understand that some dogs want to be left alone. They might literally try to pet or lie down on top of a dog that's sleeping and that startles them. There's so many things. They, they hug the dog. A lot of dogs don't like that type of pressure, that type of space. Um, and eliminating that, it's not an easy process. It's, it, 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 it can be challenging. So that's something that you at least want to invest in, in, in a one-on-one -on -one online consult. We offer those on our website, um, just to start getting more information from you. All right, next. All right, two parts. David, two-year-old Whippet met one-year-old Boxer. Whippet normally passive, but the Boxer acted dumb and chased her around the backyard. Whippet got courage and started barking, then chased the Boxer. I broke them up since I didn't want the Boxer to hurt the Whippet, but should I have let the Whippet assert herself? Boxer initially, initial energy was not aggressive, just dumb and playful. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, right. I mean, that just sounds like mutual play. Sounds like play to me. That sounds very playful. Like when you say break them up, there was nothing, it didn't sound like there was anything to break up. Just barking it, and chasing. That's what dogs do. That that's what that's what play looks like. According like everything we've read so far, it's literally looks like play to me. It looks like play to me. I mean, it's not even being the dog being assertive. It's just the dog playing. It's like that's what dogs do. They play. They play. It's actually healthy for them to do that. So so as long as you don't mind your dogs running around playing, as long as they stop when you tell them to then, I mean, if anything, withholding that from a dog won't teach them how to properly play. So next. Uh, Melody, thanks for all your work. I wish all dog owners knew about Solid Canine. I've come across so many crazy dogs on walks. I give everybody your information. Thank you, Melody. Actually, a lot of people do know about us, um, but they refuse to, they criticize us and then they struggle. Mm. And we've seen that over and over and over and over again. Um, they will struggle and struggle and struggle. Well, I don't give people suggestions that I meet, but say at a seminar or a podcast or live training with like, like literally people come in for a boarding train, we rehab their dogs and they don't follow through mm -hmm. because they don't feel that maybe they might think something is mean, like giving the dog structure is mean. Um, uh, some things people like, just they don't want to do. They want they they want the dog to meet their emotional needs. That's really what it boils down to. The, now the cool thing is, dogs are great for meeting your emotional needs. I think that's one of the benefits of having a dog mm -hmm. is meeting your emotional needs. I mean, Joelle is very loving with your dog, but she also has no problem, you know, not literally kicking his ass, but also just like holding him accountable for doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. But that's, she doesn't walk around like a holy terror, you know, with her dog at least. Um, so I think that it's important that that people realize, and even if they didn't know about us, there's thousands of really good dog trainers out there. Thousands. If people really wanted help with their dog, there's enough video content in 2021 to see who's doing a good job and who see who's full of shit. 
Like if you can read between the lines and don't just look for a dog trainer that again, meets your emotional needs, because if you've got a dog with really bad behavior, it's not going to be always pretty and fun to rehab them. It's just not. And anybody that says that it is, is full of shit. Or they're not challenging the dog enough. You're going to change the thingy at the top. This is consults with Jeff. Next. Um, Laura. Hi, Joelle and Jeff. I just want to thank you. Just a few tweaks on my training routine. A little bit more discipline and follow through and a lot more reps. And my dog is finally starting to get it. Mm. I had done the whole basic training thing. I just hadn't been holding him accountable and was getting increasingly frustrated. Mm -hmm. We're doing this in a much healthier way and it's helping me to hold myself accountable too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still have a long way to go, but I can see progress. Thank you. You're welcome. I think, you know, one one of the things that folks, I just, I I do a bunch of online consults a day with people around the world. Um, I've always done them. COVID has made it dramatically increase. But I think the number one thing people are, are not doing unfortunately is literally taking advantage of their own home as a their own little mini training center Mm -hmm. and we're not talking about hours and hours and hours a day of training we're talking about like right now wes is which is joelle's dog is lying on the floor um in front of us but if it was up to him he might be walking around or demanding pets from her or, 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 or anything else, but it's like, that's not what we're doing a podcast right now. We're doing a podcast. And that's where so many folks are. Once they know the basics is a conversation I had with an owner today online through a consult was, you know, once your dog knows the basics, you need to start holding your dog accountable for doing those things. So for instance, if your dog knows a downstay and you say down, but then you open up the door so I've got to go out and get firewood for um, the fireplace here. So say I opened up the side door to get firewood and the dog bolted out from a down. Well, not only did they break down, but they bolted out the door. And both of those things are very incorrect. So there's two training opportunities that you had there. So knocking on the door, making kissy noises. It's called proofing, like doing all these things that would normally make your dog break but you didn't tell your dog to break command. So utilize your house as a training center by just holding your dog more accountable and stop letting your dog getting away with breaking known commands or even worse, just people are not asking their dogs to do anything. No, And then they will go outside and they want their dogs to be perfect. It's like, well, you haven't set, number one, you haven't practiced it enough, but also you haven't put that mentality into your dog that it actually has to listen to you. I mean, that's a big thing. Like your dog is like, I never listened to you. Why would I listen to you now? You let me bark out the front window. Why can't I bark when I'm on a leash? You let me you, you let me jump on guests. Why can't I try to jump on people when I meet them on the street? Like, yeah. you know, so I think those mixed messages are, are really, really um, important not to be doing. Next. Um, Ashley, happy Thursday. Looking forward to a great show as always. Still wearing short sleeves. Sorry, LOL. That's okay. Um, I'm going to be in Miami next month. Yeah, I'll I be wear, warm eventually. I, I wear short sleeves to bed um, as well. So next. No, I wear layers. Lots of layers. Uh, and Sane says hello. Oh, hello. Laura said hi, Angelo. Brandon, I can't explain or even put into words what you both mean to me. I think I, I think Brandon, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the country is are big supporters of yours. Actually, (laughs) oh my god, I was driving home from the dentist today, and there's an entire Let's Go Brandon store in Attleboro. There's ten of them. There's ten of them now. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, the the guy that owns that store has ten altogether. Must be making a killing. Yeah, he's doing extremely well. Um, and Sane said, Hey, Angelo, LOL. Ben said, Hi, Jeff, Joel, and Angelo. Hey. Sean said, Jeff, you're the best, my guy. Oh, thanks. Um, he also said, Thank you. You're welcome. Mary, hey, Jeff and Joel. Jeff, I got a few more potential clients since our call. Thank you so much for your advice. Just want to say that. Awesome. Awesome. I'm proud of you. There's definitely no shortage of dogs and owners that are struggling. 
now the big thing is making sure that it's the right owner. And what I mean by that is, believe it or not, everybody that asks for help is not ready for help. Sorry, they're they're not. They're not ready for help. They're actually not ready for change. You know, Joel is is a fitness instructor as well. And there are clients that are just not ready to change. They're like, but I can't stop having, you know, insert food group here. I wish I was motivated. Right. It's like, you can't wish motivation. You have to do motivation. Like, Like, motivate yourself. Motivate yourself. So why can't you get out of bed at four in the morning? If that was the goal, it's like, turn the alarm clock on, wake up and get out of bed and do it a bunch of times. And then it becomes a habit. Mm. Like I can't imagine sleeping. I can't imagine sleeping past six, but I mean, I get up at like this morning, I was up at three o'clock and I got a ton of stuff done. Sunday's my no alarm. You know? day, and I'll tell you, it feels good to sleep in. Next. <laughs> Um, but even for me, it's like seven is the latest. Mary, I already read that one. Jeff, we need help with our one and a half year old border collie cattle dog mix. He's jumping and grabbing at visitors to the house. We want to use your methods, just don't know where to start. Okay. Just for just to let you know, they're not my methods. So whenever anybody says they're my methods, like I'm not, you know, it's like I'm glad you like the way I train, but I'm using standard operating procedure of any dog trainer out there that actually works with dogs and stops behavior. Like I clicker train dogs. Those are not like, I did not invent nor, you know, clicker training. I correct dogs. Dogs have been corrected for years. So the first thing I would do is with the dog jumping on strangers, you put a prong collar on the dog. That's because it'll actually correct the dog when we do this protocol. So prong collar on the dog. If it's sitting on the dog, it's not correcting it just for full disclosure. Some people are ignorant to that fact. Um, you put a leash on the dog cause you're training the dog and you let the dog try to jump up on somebody and you give a very, very, very firm backward pop. So you don't want to pull back. It's a pop back where the dog would come theoretically flying off the people and it's going to be uncomfortable. The dog might make an audible, which is another thing that really freaks me out like oh my god the dog screamed you know i just fed did you hear um girl yelp yeah so i feed my dogs raw and i freeze it i do food prep so i freeze it yeah so i had two packages that were still a little bit frozen sometimes i feed it to them totally frozen Mm -hmm. because then they can work on it on their teeth but so i open up the bag and then i usually just shake the bag out or toss I toss a piece into one corner of the outside yard and I go, text you get that. And then I put another one in front of me and girl, you yeah. do this. It landed on girl. I didn't throw it on her. It just fell out of the bag and it brushed across her. And she just goes, Oh, like, and everybody freaks out. Like you bonked the dog until it yelped. I'm like, I just fed my dog till it yelped. <laughs> and you know what it did? And she actually went three feet backwards, but came back and ate the food. Like, she's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, but this whole thing about, like, nobody wants to hurt their dog. I don't want you to hurt your dog either. But to inflict discomfort for one second that is well-timed and choreographed to stop an unwanted behavior, what is the problem, everybody? Like, do you not think your dog jumping up on me and biting and nipping at me? How about my discomfort? And you're worried about your dog's little dis- – like your dog has harmed how many people over the course of its life coming in your door? And you're worried about giving your dog a well-timed correction, proceeded with the word no to stop your dog from jumping. Even if you didn't proceed it with no, it would learn jumping is bad. I'm baffled that people struggle with that concept. I'm baffled that you don't have a problem with your dog jumping up on people but you have a problem with your, your you giving your to actually training your dog to stop a behavior. And everybody that's like got all these other ways to train, oh, just ignore the dog as it's jumping on them. Like, are you fucking serious? I'm gonna walk in your house and allow your dog to jump on me, and you're gonna tell me to ignore your dog? Right. Turn your back on my, my, the dog. I'm not turning my back on your dog. Stand still. 
I'm not still. So your dog can keep jumping on me? No. Hey, schmuck, put a leash on your fucking dog and can control your goddamn dog. Is it that hard of a concept? How rude do you need to be? When I leave the house, are your kids going to be up on the second floor with water buckets dumping them on my head? Is that what is that what you have in store for me next? Sorry, <laughs> but it's fucking rude. Put your dog on a fucking leash and put it in another room if you can't control it at the front door. I mean, if it's like one of the rudest things ever. Next. Okay, we missed the top chat. Ten dollars from Melody. Oh, thank you. Sorry, um, Melody. It looks like she just sent a sticker though. I don't think there was oh, actually any. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. Um, now I gotta find my old place though. Where were we? Right here. Uh, Ansane, question: My puppies will wait before coming out of the crate, but once I give them the release command, he dashes out, yep. slipping and sliding. How yep. can I teach come out of the crate? Put him on a leash, and then when they come out of the crate, pop him into a sit or pop him into a down. And then now you've just literally now you're training a new a new pattern. Right now the pattern is wait and then dash, wait and then dash, wait and then dash. It's very very common. So now you'll just do wait and then come out and sit. Next, Jeff, part two. Border collie plays aggressive with a twelve year old lab mix, and we think it is triggered to attacking visitors with barking. No, nothing to do with it at all. And whoever told you that has no idea about animal behavior. Plays aggressively. As long as it's mutual play and the and the lab doesn't mind, I mean, if the lab is the lab keeps running away and hiding, that's a problem. But if it's reciprocal or if it's play, that's got absolutely nothing to do with humans. Now, what has to what the only connection would be is the dog thinks that humans are 12-year-old lab play toys, because nobody's actually told that. The reason why your dog, it's as simple as, guys, it is simple as this. And every fucking dog trainer, behaviorist, vet, Whoa. like every fucking person out there is just like, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. No, you don't. Let me make it really simple. Stopping a dog from jumping is one of the easiest protocols to do. If you make jumping on humans suck, the dog will stop doing it. It's as simple as that. Oh, well, what do I got to do? Hit it? Number one, I didn't say that. We have a very choreographed, structured way to do it. I've got a free video on YouTube how to do it. I've done it thousands of times. And frankly, dogs don't fucking jump on me. Damn, Jeff, you're on a fucking ring. No, because... This isn't about jumping, though. No, but it's about the, the aggression. Yeah, triggered to attack. It's the same dog. With barking. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Part two, you said. Part one is jumping and grabbing visitors. Oh, you're right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Even if you got it wrong, you're not wrong. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Are you done with your rant, though? Or are you going to keep going? That's code word that for... Was, no, that was getting intense. No, that's code word for shut the fuck up, Jeff. That's chick Damn. talk. No, because... I'm tired of owners struggling with Agreed. basic commands Agreed. and I'm tired of trainers giving these long explanations and I'm even tired of behaviorists coming up with even 50 pages of shit and meds and meds, meds to stop, to stop jumping. What are you fucking nuts? We've had dogs come in on, on meds for jumping. Give me a fucking break. Literally, I can stop your dog from jumping in three seconds. I demonstrated every one of my seminars. I can show, I got a free video on it and guess what? If you don't want to watch the free video and you want to watch the paid video, which we're going to put out on how to stop jumping, <laughs> thank you very much. Speaking of paid videos, go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Start supporting us financially. Thanks. <laughs> stop fucking taking free advice for us and pay for it for once, would you? <laughs> He's way more professional than this, I promise. Holy shit. Next. Turbocharged. How do you solve dog reactivity aggression? With a three-year-old Belgian male, I've heard from a trainer that you just corrected on high levels with e-collar, but I don't think that would solve the issue. Well, that's a component of it. It's, there's more to it than that. Number one, it's a male. So a high correction might not mean anything to the male. Also, reactivity and aggression are two extremely different things. Mm -hmm. Extremely different things. A dog that does bite work and an aggressive dog are extremely different things. One is a task sport and one is an unwanted behavior. And training a dog in bite work 
does not make it more aggressive. If anything, it teaches it better control. control. Right. So if you want to stop aggression, high levels on the remotes are a part of the formula, but there's many moving parts to that formula. And we have to look at like a lot of different things. So I can't just say blast the dog for that. Now, if you tell me how do you stop your dog from jumping on the counter, I can tell you, let your dog jump on the counter, blast your dog for that. Make it really suck. Trash can, make it suck. Litter box, make it suck. Fence fighting, make it suck. That I can do. But aggression is like, it takes a while. Like aggression rehab takes a while. Next. Unleash reactivity. We've got great videos like on that platform that I just showed you on the green to graduate will help you, but also on, we just have a walk video, which will help you. Next. Caroline Caprio. Hi, Jeff. I've trained my one-year-old doodle on an e-collar with the help of your videos. Oh, good job. She's done beautifully, especially off leash on the beach. I would like to take her hiking. I'm not very comfortable letting her be off leash in the woods. She responds immediately to a vibration on the beach when I want her back. How do I know if I can trust her in the woods? Caroline, I've been telling you to get off that fucking vibration forever. Okay. This isn't the fucking bedroom. You stim. Because why? When your dog goes into drive and starts chasing wildlife, guess what? Vibration might not work because it doesn't go up. Dogs blow through 100 on a remote. When they're in drive, and anybody that works with drivey dogs knows this, dogs go through the highest level on the remote. Why? Dog in drive that's chasing something, man, they go deaf. They don't feel shit. So what I would do is get a long line on your dog and do lots and lots of role playing. Lots of role playing. Just go into the woods. Just go into the woods somewhere and role play. Just a small part of the woods. Next. Cization, do you think it's important that all the dogs in one house eat simultaneously or is it okay if I feed them separately whenever I wish just because I'm the one distributing resources? My name's Dorada, by the way. So Dorada, your house, your job, you bought the food, you control the resources. You eat when I tell you to eat and when I tell you you're done, you are done. It's now open for discussion. There's your food. I'll be back in 10 minutes. So they don't have to eat at the same time. You, need to, you can feed them at different times. You can fast one dog one day if, you, if you're if you into that fasting. You can feed, feed them different food if you want to. You can feed them in different places if you want to. You can use one dog for food for training. You can do anything you want to. They're your rules. Next. Yeah. Hey, Jeff and Joel. Hey. Hi. Michelle, question. As, oh, hold on. R. Retrieve and fetch both used as commands for dogs to pick up a toy that was thrown and bring it back. Is there a different command to teach my dog to bring a specific item that I did not throw? Well, those are English words, assuming you speak English because you asked asked the question in English. So those are English words. You can make any, like if I told my dog to retrieve, they would look at me like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I use the word bring for what? You know what I mean? So- you absolutely can use any words you want and you absolutely can train your dog to identify certain items to bring to you. Next. Hmm. Uh, Brittany. Hi, Jeff. I had visitors stay at my house and I didn't have time to put my dog on place. He started jumping on the visitor and I corrected him while using the no command. I had to do it a few times as I dialed up each time. Once he finally felt the correction, he screamed very loud and stayed by my side the rest of the time. A part of me felt really bad, but I think he knows I mean business now. You felt bad for the visitors that were getting jumped on? Or your dog? Hopefully you felt bad for the visitors being jumped on. Right? Because that's who got really probably injured. Like, the fact that your dog understood it, and don't dial up, just go high. Just start high. Make it suck. Let's have that conversation. Let's not nag our dog. And let's have that conversation once and once and for all. They're one of the biggest issues we're having out there. Our owners are nagging their dogs. And nobody likes a nag. Right? Can't stand it. I know. 
So to me, do I want to make my dogs yell? Of course I don't. Do I want to make your dog yell? Of course I don't. But we have to also talk about context here. And for some reason, no one's talking about context. It's like, oh my God, Jeff chokes out dogs. Oh my God, he must be an abuser. Okay, you know what my vet does? My vet kills dogs. Does that make him a murderer? No, he euthanizes dogs. That's part of his role as a veterinarian. You put down dogs. But technically, he kills dogs. Now, when you work with aggressive dogs like we do, okay, and they won't stop coming at your face, or they're trying to harm another dog and they're known dog aggressors, and they won't stop, there is something called choking out a dog. And when you have to break up a true dog fight, there is something called choking out a dog. It's a very common protocol. In the sport dog world, choke off a bite. They don't want to use a verbal out command. It's called a tactical release. Many police dogs are like that. But if a dog was people, there's a lot of people out there that would be like, oh my God, that's horrific. I would never do that. Really? Let me ask you a question. If a dog, if you were walking down the street and a dog started attacking your child, what would you do? What would you do? If a dog latched on to your dog and wouldn't let go and you're walking down the street and an off-leash dog came and rushed your dog, latched onto your dog, what would you do? What would you do? Because you should know right now exactly in your mind the steps you would take. You should be able to visualize it in your mind exactly what you would do and be prepared. Because you better be prepared. Because it happens a lot with dogs against off-leash dogs and on-leash dogs. Happens all the time. So you better be prepared. And you better be prepared to put some harm on that other dog. Because someone's going to get hurt. A dog will be hurt. Yours or theirs? You pick. So we have to have context to things. Oh, you know, there's a video out there. If Jeff, if Jeff, if a dog doesn't do a downstay, he chokes it out. I'm like, what are you fucking nuts? Where the fuck did that come from? People just make up stuff. Today, we showed a video from a week ago. Somebody commented on a husky that was out of control at the intake. And like two weeks later, it's doing a simple recall in Home Depot, like 10 feet set up perfectly. We're testing its obedience. And there's this person arguing with Joel. Oh, you switched out a dog. It's gotta be a different dog. I'm like, you don't think a fucking dog can learn a 10 foot recall in two weeks inside? Are you serious? Definitely not a husky. Like, Theoretically, you can do that in a day, in an hour. Yeah. I mean, little puppies you can do that with. Next. Wow. Okay. Brandon, I know you are extremely humble, but it has to feel good time and time again. You and your methods are proven to be spot on and bulletproof. Well, I wouldn't say bulletproof. I mean, I think one of the things that, thank you so much for the compliment. Let's go, Brandon. Um, Let's go, Brandon. I, I think I, I think one of the things that Joelle and I are, we were just talking about right before this, because we have this wonderful new how to stop resource guarding video that we're pre-selling, by the way, you can save 50 bucks. And I'm, we're going to start promoting videos, guys. So, sorry. It's the way it's going to be. They won't be as annoying as Ben Shapiro's ads. And I, I, I'm <laughs> we're going uh, to stop the whole <laughs> show to read an ad. <laughs> Spe Are you dealing resource guarding in your home? Speaking of that. Are you afraid to enter your own room because of your dog's behavior? Well, it's actually, that's what it is. We have, we're actually filming next week at a person's house who cannot walk into a room because the dog guards the room. Literally, he's taking over the house. But Wes used to do that. But there are dogs out there that when you try to be more structured with them, you actually try to give them consequences, they actually can challenge you. And what does that look like in dog world? Their teeth. teeth. Their teeth. Because a lot of people aren't asking their dogs to do even the most basic things. Mm -hmm. Oh, you must you must have gotten bit because you 
hit the dog. Do you know that a dog has tried to attack me because I walked into its space? It was standing up. I had the leash and there's something called claiming of space. And there's something called spatial pressure. These are common things in dog training, by the way. Horse training too. Okay. All animal training, actually. So you walk into the dog space to claim the space and you, you move the dog out of the way. It's very, very common. In fact, we put up a video yesterday, a reel yesterday of claiming space at the front door. And you saw we used Wes for it because all the other dogs were working. We're like, let's just make a, a reel. So I was like, she gets into a mood to make a reel and you have to stop everything you're doing. Even if you're chewing food, <laughs> you have true. to spit it out. You have to do it. If you have to take a shit, you got to. When the inspiration comes, if you have to take, do it. If you have to take a shit, you have to literally freaking pinch, pinch the fucking sphincter muscles and like, hold on, make the reel and hopefully you'll make it to the fucking bathroom. And if not, hopefully you brought underwear to work. I mean, it's incredible how her mind thinks. So I want to list before at the beginning of the day, what videos I need to make from now on. Okay. So but literally a dog will, you walk into the dog, a dog will be like, who the fuck do you think you are walking into my space? And I'm going to show you in a way that I understand and I communicate, which is with a growl, a bark, and a bite that I don't approve of that. And it's like the dog has a slip lead on or even nothing on and they bite you. So a lot of people are like, so your dog had nothing on it at all? And all you did was walk up to it calmly, not yelling or screaming. Literally just walked into it and it bit you. Yeah. Oh, my dog would never do that. You know how many times I've heard my dog would never do that right <laughs> before it bites? Yep. Of course it would. You just haven't tried. You haven't tried. You haven't tried to push your dog far enough. Next. Um, Tony said, Happy New Year. Swallow Canine Crew. No, oh, thank you. Happy New Year to everybody. Beverly have a fearful foster who has gotten very comfortable in my house and yard, mm. but refuses to leave that comfort zone on a leash. She fights hard by jumping and pulling and whining with huge whale eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, push her through it. Yep. Well, you have to Beverly. Here's an interesting thing. You're right. This would be really great if we lean back. When we build our podcast studio, we get chairs that we can lean back and rest and relax and still, you know, get the camera closer and have the monitor set up right and everything like that and the microphone and whatnot. So this is the thing, Beverly, you have two choices. You can keep the dog in its comfort zone and everything will be great. But your, your bubble of your life with your dog, the world is going to be really, really small. Or you can expand that. You can expand that. And to me, I would want to expand that because I would want to show the dog that the world is a, is not such a scary place. And I would want to expose that dog to the world as much as possible. And if I'm going to be a proper leader and if I can take control and push that dog, yes, push it. And by the way, anything up with food is out the window because when a dog is that terrified and that fearful, it will not eat food. Anybody that works with dogs knows that already. So all these people that are trying saying use food protocols or don't take it above. That's another good one. Never push your dog above threshold. Really? So I live in a walk-up on the third floor that has no elevator. And I need to walk up two flights of steps to get there. And my dog is afraid of steps. And it weighs 135 pounds. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to get it up those steps, like right now, not in a week, because I'm not standing in this hallway in a week. I know food, they do food delivery, but still, I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah. Can I get um, lunch? Oh, yeah. I'm on the fifth step. Hey, can I get dinner? I'm on the 10th step. Hello, 1-800-MATTRESS. Can I get a mattress delivered? Oh, yeah. I'm on the landing between floor one and two at this address. I'm like, no, you pull the fucking dog up the steps. Oh, my God, that brought it past threshold. Uh-huh. I know it did. And guess what it does tomorrow? walks up the steps yeah. on its own. Simple concepts. Next. Hey, Bataglia. Hi, J&J. My male Dalmatian is giving my fiance a hard time. He has under voice control for me. Thanks to e-collar training. I encourage my fiance to use the e-collar for selective listening uh, with him. But then the dog will offer random behaviors when he does. Tips. I figure work him more. Maybe 
backpedal and get back to leash. She needs to work him, show her from the beginning. No, he. It's her fiance. This is um. Oh, her fiance. Her fiance. I think you said. He is under voice control. The dog. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. Yes, the person that's struggling needs to do more training. And yes, starting at the beginning or starting at least with leash guidance and showing the dog how to be held accountable is important. Yes. Um, as we get into the whole pronoun thing, remember somebody got mad at us for calling the dog it. Dave said true. What? what, what? I don't know. Where's what, what, the pronouns? Because you were like, he, she. Oh. Right. And that made me think of that person who got mad that we called dog it. Right. Um, Jeff so, so said, I'm going to use whatever pronoun I want. When is Joelle setting up a site for selling those Monster monster Bennies merch? What? What is that? I don't sell merch. Bennies? Who the fuck is Bennies? Bennies is a store that went out of business in Rhode Island. What's Bennies? Bennies was a, was a great store. It's like job lot, but nicer. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I'm not a Rhode Islander, so if that's like a thing, I don't understand. I just but but, but I you're not really only live here because but, of my job. But you're not selling merch. No, you're not selling any merch. No, Benny's, Lenny's, or 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 Joelle's. No. Next. Uh, the uh, hi Jeff and Joelle take the green to graduate course. It is great. Thanks for creating this. My dog Ollie, in which you bonked by the way at a seminar two years ago. And constant training is awesome. The other day at the vet, the front desk told me they had him hang out all calm with them until his appointment. Thanks for all the training advice. Wow, good, wow that's great. Good job. Yeah. Training is powerful. Job, yeah. I think I think one of our the catalysts that Joelle and I, when we came up with this pay platform, is like I don't want to say the word frustration, like we were frustrated, and you and you can imagine someone like getting angry. It's more about like we want owners to know how awesome their dogs can possibly be. And I don't think a lot of owners realize how awesome their dogs can be. And I don't think it's a fault. And a lot of people blame owners that they're lazy. Of course there's lazy owners, but a lot of owners just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the right information. Like, I think it's just spurred from like, we see, yes, we get in a lot of like super freaking challenging dogs and we even get some that make us scratch our heads like, holy shit. But then when they finally get over the hump and they turn into like these great dogs, it's like, you had a really great dog all along. You just didn't know how to get there. Yeah. yeah. And not everybody can afford a $5,000 boarding train. I'm or sorry. even even one-on-one -on -one oh, training. Like, yeah. Or there might not be a decent trainer by them. Right. Sorry, but there's a lot of crappy dog trainers out there. And like this, at least like with the courses, like I love courses. I'm always buying online courses because you can do them at your own pace. Yep. You can do it while sitting in your living room. Like, yep. You can replay, just replay it, so much, back. like, I just love online learning. I'm like, why aren't we doing this? Yep. And we're going to be doing um, support, online support as well, live Q&A. We'll be doing another podcast that's separate that's only for members of Patreon yeah. and the course. Next. Um, <clears throat> Trisha, hello from, what the heck's Emin? Minnesota. Minnesota. Right. Very cold here. I have five dogs working on more obedience with all of them. Is it easier to start downstairs with the other dogs not present or upstairs while the others are crated with more distractions? Also, let's go, Brandon. Yep. Start out with start out with <laughs> start out with one dog at a time, get it up to the point where it can work around distractions, and then add the distractions. But always work in a more sterile environment. Down. You're not stable over down. Wes out. <laughs> Uh, um, Ben, hi Jeff. I have a four-month-old Springer Spaniel that will eat her own poop. I caught her eating her own poop today, and I corrected her at a hundred on the e-collar, and she stopped immediately. Look at that. That is a disgusting habit, and it there's so is. many people out there that are like, "Add this, add that, add this." It's like if shit doesn't fucking taste bad enough, I know you don't need to add anything, you know, and also. Let's say your dog stops eating its shit. Well, if you take your dog places, there's a lot of shit out there that doesn't belong to your dog. Now what do you do? Pass out Tabasco sauce to the neighborhood? Next. Uh, CT Vader. Hi, all. Long time since I caught a live. Still here and still spreading the word. 
Hey, CT. Hey, CT. Ava Taglia, also wondering, who's still doing internships? I'm a teacher by trade currently, but I'm loving training and want to grow my skills. Yeah, we are. We actually got a new intern in today. So I don't know much how long we're going to do them, but yeah, we're still doing them. So the next opening would be possibly April. in three months. Yeah. Next. Karen put a bunch of laughing emojis. I don't know what that's about. Mm. Uh, and Sane said, thanks, Jeff, for teaching us humans. I tune in as much as I can. Oh, that was a question. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate all the folks that listen. I, I appreciate, you know, it's funny because I get all these 12-year, you know, anniversary reminders on my phone and stuff. And I guess that's how long Facebook has been around. And um, it's it's just incredible. I just think back to like 20 years ago when I first started and I remember the first couple of dogs I trained and just, it's really, really funny. It was very melancholy when I started thinking about a lot of the different stuff. And now that we're getting into the virtual spectrum and how many people re really going to be affected. And, and the fact that we've, I've done seminars for, I don't know if it's eight years or seven years and that like up to 20 a year. Yeah. I mean, one year we did 28 seminars around the world, that was 2019. you know, and that's in like an average of 30 to 50 people come to these seminars. Yeah. That's like thousands of people, mm -hmm. you know, and we've just, it's just incredible how we've grown and, yep. you know, and now I'm excited about the next chapter. 2022 is going to be a really, really great year. Um, it is. Dave said choke collar okay rather than a prong. Just curious if I need to go buy a prong. Yeah, get a prong. I mean, I'm not anti-choke collar, but there are two extremely separate things. It's like a heart doctor and a patiot and a patiot, a fucking foot doctor. Okay. It's like a heart doctor and a foot doctor. Both are doctors, both are do different things. So, you know, and I think it's hard for a lot of people to master the choke, the choke collar. It really is. Prong cowers look more barbaric, but choke cowers definitely can do more harm. Next. Cactus B crafts. Hello, I have two Aussies, and both of them ignore me when they play. Should I not let them play yet? Um, well, you have to make sure that they're proficient at the obedience command that you're trying to get them to do. And then when they're start getting them to correction level for non-compliance without playing, and then with playing you would hold them accountable for not listening. Next. Um, I'm, say, sorry. I'm a college student that delivers DoorDash. You wouldn't believe how many houses I go to where dogs run, bark, and scratch at the door. I don't knock anymore unless a customer asks. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I think that's... Unfortunately, unwanted and bad behaviors are the norm, mm. at least here in the U.S. And, and actually, I shouldn't say that. Around the world. Because I travel the world, not late, you know, not in the last couple of years, but I've got I've got online clients from around the world, and and it it's getting worse and worse and worse, and I think it's pairing up with the emotional struggles that humans are having, mm -hmm. and getting dogs for emotional needs, which is fine, which is their dogs are great for that, but unfortunately, you're you're. I don't want to say ripping off the dog from its potential, but there's so much that these dogs can do. I don't know. Something about taking two, three, four, five dogs in a vehicle, opening up the back, swimming them, walking them in the woods, mm -hmm. having them lie down when you want them to lie down so you can chit chat or make lunch, look at the sunset, yeah. walking back to your vehicle, putting them back in. You're going on a really like you're doing like the weird story thing. <laughs> Leaving them outside because they smell like ass for a couple hours. It's gonna go on forever. Like this long thing. No, I'm not. You do that a lot. It's like the way your mind works. You go on like these long tangents of like things that haven't happened, but you like make up little stories. You're really good at criticizing me. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't interrupt it, it will go on forever. Um Let's see. Uh, Melody, I have a five-year-old cattle dog that barks and growls when he hears UPS or cars out front. Mm. He growls at house guests. Mm -hmm. I have the e-collar and I use it, but I can't always correct. I can't always correct. Is the bark collar better? 
Well, Barkeller has better timing, but the, what, the most important thing is your no. So who, answered, who, answered, who said that? Melody. Melody? Melody. So Melody, the biggest thing is your no. So the no you'll always have. The timing of your no, I think, can be pretty good, right? It's the no and then the correction. So as long as the dog starts respecting the word no, your correction can be a little bit afterwards. Actually, it's more effective if it's a little bit afterwards. It's called a latency period where the dog is like going through its mind. Oh, shit, something bad's about to happen. That's if a dog's been properly corrected. I think that, you know, on this podcast, we do talk a lot about corrections because nobody's asking me how to train a dog a downstay. If you ask me a dog how to train a downstay, I'm going to tell you, watch one of my free videos. So, but which is all food related, you know, everything's all positive reinforcement food stuff. But I think that the biggest issue is people are struggling with unwanted behaviors. Next. Kayla, I have I love the concept of not making guests turn and turn their back and ignore a dog if they're jumping and being unruly. I've had so many trainers tell me it's important to warn guests they need to be involved in the training. Shouldn't it be the dog adhering to the training and not the human? LOL, just a breath of fresh air to hear. Thank you. Thanks. Barry, who gave us a frowny face. Mm. I'm sorry that your childhood was so miserable, but I had nothing to do with it. I just want you to know. So don't be angry at me. Okay? Just don't. I, I I would I'm always amazed by people that put angry emojis on posts and stuff or on a live that's geared especially towards helping people. And obviously that does help a lot of people. And it doesn't bother me that you do, you know. Um it it's funny because Kristen, our admin person, is on uh, vacation this week. So I went through her office and was, had to clean up her office and answer the answer the go through all the voicemails. And she held on to all these voicemails, I guess, from like people like back when the bonking controversy was going on. Mm. And I, I deleted everything because we we're running out of space on our voicemail thing. And I was just listening to all these voicemails about people threatening to, you know, harm me and burn the building down. And I'm like it makes you wonder, like, you saw one of our videos where I stopped a dog from being aggressive and pulling its owner out of a wheelchair. You saw the edited version one, obviously, because you're not intelligent enough to understand what context is or do some research. And you call up the place of business and you threaten the safety of other humans and dogs um, and staff and, frankly, family. And I have empathy for folks like that, that you're struggling with that type of anger inside of you when we're living in a world where we've got bigger issues than a cotton towel hitting a dog in the head that's trying to harm other dogs. I think we've got bigger issues. I don't know about you, but I think we've got bigger cotton issues like cotton masks. Next. Um, Krista, we have three GSDs. One is 10 weeks old. My mm -hmm. husband doesn't want to socialize her. So she is rowdy and protective. I don't agree with this at all. I believe they're already protective by nature. Well, I don't agree with. You don't want to socialize your 10 weeks old. I don't agree with. That's not a good idea. A lot of stuff in your comment. Who's that? That's Krista. Krista, no offense, but, um, actually I don't think she said it. I said, I would tell no, your husband. Her husband doesn't want to socialize right. it. But it's not even about making her friendly. She needs to be exposed she to the world. She needs to be exposed to the world. Oh, you'll have a skittish, fearful dog that is the, the biggest bite risk you could ever imagine. You won't be able to take it anyway. I think, and here's another thing too. We get those dogs all the time. Right now, German Shepherds are probably one of the biggest. The, if somebody asked me, what's the number one dog that you see that's struggling out there in the real world and that is doesn't seem to be wired right and that is skittish and nervous and fearful and anxious and it's the highest bite risk i would say a german shepherd because two things happen people are not socializing their dogs but also we're buying into this thing that they're supposed to be aggressive mm -hmm. and as somebody that right now currently only has one german shepherd but at one point i did own five all at the same time as well as a Turkish Kengel and an Akita 
and like a pit bull mix. The hell if any of those dogs were allowed to display aggression. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not talking about someone breaking in my house. We're talking about like, oh, I don't know, their whole life because nobody tried to break in my house. Um, I think that that they can be very protected by nature, but that's also a catch-22. That doesn't mean they should be because that's what's going to get the Amazon person bit. That's what's going to get our fellow listener, the DoorDash person bit. That's who the dog's going to bite. It's not going to bite the burglar climbing through your window. It's literally going to bite Vinny, the DoorDash guy. Yeah. And then guess what? You're off the DoorDash list. Next. Uh, Carol, <clears throat> my eight-month-old GSC intact male has discovered the joy of ripping up throw rugs. Uh-oh. Mm. He has nylon bones and Kongs, but he prefers the rugs. Yep. Any suggestions on a good lasting chew toy? Thank you for your help. I just discovered you on your last podcast. Oh, well, thanks. Thank, well, thank you. So since you're a new fan, I'll be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> I am capable of that. You know, this is the thing. Some trainers, you know what some trainers would tell her to do? Get those engagement toys. No, get rid of your throw rugs. Yeah. They literally would tell you to get rid of the throw rugs. Mm -hmm. They literally would say, we want you to actually throw out all your throw rugs that you have worked for, paid for, and designed. Made a beautiful home with. Made a beautiful home, all because your dog. And I would say, you know what? Since I did work hard for them, since I did pay for them, since I did pay for the person to design my home, okay, okay, and you decided to chew on them, I'm going to make it really sucky, sucky for you to chew on them. Sucky. Your dog could have. That's not a word. Nothing. You got the double stare. Yeah, I know. We're got, a united force get, here. You got the double. You got the double. You should be shitting and pissing your pants right now. You well, your pants look wet. You might have already done it. Don't get it on my couch. My actually, white couch. I'm like Dave Chappelle actually, on my white couch. You know the thing that holds all, all the coffee that doesn't make it into the cup or something? Yeah. I I it's bailed on me. So that is like brown coffee water on my white. Go couch. change your pants, please. It's not touching the cow. I'm not taking any chances. Go. Change your pants, please. <gasps> Put in the dirty laundry and I'll wash them tonight. Thank you. I think... What was the fucking question? <laughs> oh. The couch got involved. Nothing else matters. Okay. Everything is about this fucking couch. If my feet touch this couch, I literally get hit Heads with are a... rolling. I get hit with a hiking stick. I get bit by a German shepherd. It's true. Um, I think... Oh, the, the throw rugs. I think that you can have a hundred chew toys and your dog can still... Chew, chew, on, the chew the rug. It's fun to chew the rug now. It's fun to chew the rug. So I think that what you need to do is make it suck to chew the rug. Next. How? Give her some help. A remote collar. A remote collar. Let him start chewing the rug. Say no. High level correction. Bonker. No. Bonk. I think you should be able to have throw rugs where you want, what color you want, and your dog can learn how to lie down next to them and not chew them. Okay. Next. Uh, Mary says, love you guys. Love you too. Um, Sawblade Entertainment. My friend didn't like dogs, but when talking with him, he only met rude dogs. He rethought it after I showed him videos of what a dog should be like. Mm. Love you guys. Hey, are you happy now, Ruel? Yeah, now you match the green theme. Oh, We're all green, 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 green. Look at that. I didn't do that. So, I just grabbed the was there a question pair. there? No. I just grabbed the first oh. pair I saw. His friend just oh, was only around the dog. unruly dogs. I think a lot of people... I think that's how a lot of people are. A lot of people... Well, number one, the bar is so fucking low, it's easy to find yeah. really rude dogs out there. And it's hard to find well-behaved dogs mm-hmm. out there. So well-trained and well-behaved. Next. Um, Trisha, I can't wait for the Wake Up with Jeff show. You don't... You always make my day. Thank you. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Ava Taglia said, Jeff is killing me tonight. Oh, how I've missed lives. <laughs> well, I feel you... like you didn't even go on any like funny rants. No, I'm actually leaning back, relaxing. I know, you're very like... Mellow. Tonight. I know. 
I actually have a question of my own. It's a very, very short one, I promise. You have to go to the bottom of the queue. Where do all your swears go? Oh my God. They left the room when you walked in. Caroline's like, got it, thank you. You're welcome. Marion said, I would pay to get yelled at to get my shit done by Jeff at 5 a.m. Well, I wouldn't yell at you. I mean, I guess I can make an app that wakes you up. <laughs> Wake the fuck up, you lazy pain in the ass. <laughs> get off your ass and get to the gym. That's like so not even you, though. No, I mean, I was stacking firewood at 3 a.m. the other day. Because I woke up and I'm like, we just had firewood delivered. And I'm like... That was a good time to do it. Put my headlamp on and stack firewood. And uh, sometimes I wish the gym opened way earlier than five. I know. I miss it being 24 hours. Mm. It's quite annoying. So, I mean, it's not hard. Once you turn into a pattern, it's not hard to do. That's a habit, I should Cactus say. Cactus B. Craft said, dogs are created in rooms with their doors closed. I put music on to drown out what I'm doing, but they have super hearing and bark their heads off when the main front door is opened. They're jealous. So they're not jealous. Okay. You have a barking dog problem. Let's just let's 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 cut down to the basics. They don't have to be in a room by themselves. They can be if they want to be. You don't have to have music on, but they you can if you want to. But you can open up the door. The reason why your dogs are barking, it's as simple as this. It is as simple as this your dogs are barking because you've never communicated with them in a way they understand to stop barking simple why does a child constantly break curfew why because their parent has never given them a consequence that has mattered to them it is as simple as that it's as simple as that. So if you are anti-cigarette smoking and you saw your 12-year-old child smoking cigarettes, and if you just walked up to the child and took the cigarette out of their mouth, walked away and threw it in the garbage, you did accomplish the task at hand. You did stop your child at that moment from um, – smoking um, but you didn't give your dog your your kid enough incentive to really stop mm-hmm. so next vicky hi jeff and joelle thanks for doing that video addressing door dashers my gsd is notorious for squeezing through legs and the smallest crack in the door yeah it's um it's actually quite dangerous to do so you can actually there's a lot of other ways i just use spatial pressure feel free to use your feet feel free to use like a lot of different things you can use a little hiking stick if you have to, like a minesweeper thing, if you've got to like get, create space. You know, you can just take a little young kid like this and just toss him on top of the dog to keep him keep the dog out of the way. Well, we're getting violent on the show tonight. Next. Uh, Laura said, yes, I might just become a morning person for that. Um, mornings are great. I start out my day with at least an hour and a half of audio stimulation in knowledge. Audio stimulation. What does that mean? Um, things that make me think. Things that make me go, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Next. Six o'clock. Um, One more question. Mike said, my goodness, you guys make me laugh. I treat my clients the same way. Yeah, I think that you have to, you want to empower clients. You want to hold them accountable. You want to coach them. and But when it comes down to it, it's their dog. Yeah, It's their dog. If they don't want to follow through, that's on them. It's like Joelle's in really good shape. And the only, there's one reason why she's in good shape. She does the work. What does that mean? She eats healthy, which takes effort but she's made it effortless because it's a habit. She works out, which takes work, but she's made that a habit. So it's not effortless, but it is a habit. And she makes good decisions. And now she's making really good decisions on the inside. 
as far as mental health, as far as emotions. Um, but and that takes a lot of work. That's actually probably harder than the physical stuff. Um, so I think if you put the work in, you can have a really great dog. And that's why we do these podcasts. And that's why we're going to be making all these videos, continue to make videos. And uh, we do have a seminar in Providence just because it's in Providence. It is a Leash Reactivity Leadership one-day seminar. But we're probably going to be taking a break in 2022. Just... Oh, he meant beanies, not bennies. Oh. These are, so if you guys like my hat, Love Your Melon is the brand. They're the best beanies you will ever buy. Oh, what did he You'll ask? never wear a different beanie Oh, if you're going to start having your own brand. I should. I should just make my own. It's not that hard to do. I know manufacturers. I love these hats. I was in the cut and sew business before this. Mm. I know plenty of manufacturers, even though it's not a cut and sew product. It's an J&J's comfy hat. Put a little barbell on it or something. Mm. Or you could do that. But still, J&J's mm. comfy hat. No, then... this Joelle, it's her, it's her deal. It's not a partnership. It's just all Joelle. You want to invest? <laughs> He's got cash. All right. Good cash. All right, guys. I do? Yeah, you got a quite a large bank account going. Every week every week I put money in your bank account. All right, guys. Love you. Good night. Bye. <laughs>